This is the Holland Assets Podcast, where we'll show you how to go from employee truck driver to savvy business owner. And we'll do it together because we're starting our own trucking company, Holland Assets. So you'll get a front row seat through the whole process. Together with some experts in the field, we'll teach you how to set up a business, buy a truck, get your DOT and MC numbers, get insurance, and a lot more. Thanks for joining us. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Holland Assets Podcast. This is episode 16. Today, we are talking about getting an ELD, and we will explain what that means in just a moment. I am Craig, and over there... It's Chris. Hey, Chris. How you doing? I'm doing well. How about you? Not too bad myself. Now, you're back from a couple weeks uh, doing some training right, with the uh, yeah. National Guard. I am, yeah. So how was it? Um, I, I'm really enjoying being in your air conditioned studio right now. <laughs> if <laughs> that gives desert, you any right? idea. Yeah. We were so most of it was out in the deserts of Western Utah, a few different locations. And I, it's, it felt to me like we went through the hottest part of summer, the right. last couple of weeks, crazy hot. I'm pretty sure I sweat at least my body weight worth of sweat over the two <laughs> weeks, if not more. Now, uh, I, now, not uh, not too many showers in right. there. Yeah, it's pretty bad. An audience full of truckers is probably going to be somewhat familiar with this, yeah. but it's always it's always something to try to explain to somebody who's never been to Western Utah, Northern Nevada, North Texas, just how desolate some places can be, right? Yeah. Well, and so that's where you were. One of the places we stayed probably for five or six days was out by the Bonneville Salt Flats. Yep. So, I mean, literally nothing out there, nothing. Which in its way is kind of cool, but that's uh, not not a lot of fun. It, it's to spend cool if two you're out there. In. Yeah, it's cool if you're out there for a few minutes or right. hours, but not cool if you're <laughs> out there for days. So, all right, Chris. Today uh, we are talking about uh, ELD. Now, I, you're a military guy. I understand that acronyms come really simple to you. You know, you understand these. They, that's a second language. Uh, what does ELD stand for? Electronic logging device. Electronic. Oh, okay. You've mentioned these before. Yep. Um, this is the, uh, it, it's something akin to a black box. I think we were comparing it to that earlier. In, in some ways, yeah. There's yeah, a, yeah. Not exactly the same, but. It records data, records information. So in right. some ways, yeah, it's kind of similar to a black box. Okay. All right. So we want to talk about electronic logging devices and what they're going to do for you and your truck and your business. Uh, but I, I guess first we need to tell people what the contest is this week because there's always a contest. So make sure you go to Facebook, uh, check out the Holland Assets Facebook page because there's a contest. What are we doing this week? Chris? I, we're going to do, it's going to be a little bit different because it's not going to be a contest with a time frame like it has in the past. This is oh. like a first come first serve. So we just got the, while I was at my annual training and, and parked for a little while, we got the trailer wrapped. Um, advertising the podcast. Oh, nice! So we'll throw a we'll throw a picture of what the truck looks like on Facebook, and announce the contest on Facebook. But basically, um, what we're looking for is the first person to see um, the truck and trailer will get a fifty dollars gift card. And they've got to snap a photo of the, that, I assume. Well, I'm going to do two things. If you can tell me when and where you saw me, say that somebody's driving down the road and they can't snap a photo. I'll give them, we'll give them a $50 gift certificate for that. But then if somebody's able to do a photo, then they get another $50. So the first person, if the first person is able to snap a photo and tell me where they're at, where it was at, 
um, they'll get the whole hundred bucks. Nice. Yeah. If, uh, if somebody just driving down the road, maybe sees me going the opposite direction can say, Hey, I saw you on I 80 in Wyoming mile marker, such and such at such and such a time. And if, you know, that's roughly where I was, that matches up, they'll get the 50 bucks. If you know, I'm parked at a truck stop in, um, Houston, Texas, and they snap a picture of the the truck and trailer and say, Hey, saw you here in Houston, Texas on this day. And it matches up and they got both of them. So they'll get a hundred. Very nice. Yeah. You know, I haven't even seen the trailer yet. How do I look, Chris? I'm sure my eight foot face is amazing. Um, yeah. You're not on it. I'm Dang sorry. It, Chris. You, you're on maybe like the, the, the fourth possibility of, of what we may have done. <laughs> you weren't even like option you, one or two or three, right. maybe option to, four. You would have had to reject a whole lot of yeah. bad ideas before you got to my face on yeah, the trailer. You weren't even close. Sorry, oh, man. That hurts. Uh, okay. Should we get to our topic at hand then? Are we ready to dive into this? Yeah, let's, let's go ahead and dive into it. One of the things that's kind of cool about this topic is this is the last, what I would consider startup phase topic. So after this week, we're going to start getting into the actual operations. Next week's going to be a fun episode because we're going to talk about the actual profit and loss that the company's experienced. We're going to cover May, June, and July's um, operating expenses, and it, it should be a fun one. All right. Yeah. And uh, this has been a very instructive 16 episodes, but I'm definitely excited to get to that stuff. Um, so profit and loss coming up next week. Uh, this week, like you said, the last gasp of pre-operational stuff that we got to worry about. And it's this electronic logging device. Um, you know, I was going to make a joke when I opened the show about, uh, you know, there is no big brother. You got to go buy your own to put in your truck, right? To yeah, keep track of you. For sure. Um, okay. So Be- before we get in there though, I, yeah. I also have a little trucking miracle happen this oh, week. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. On t- today's Tuesday and yesterday was Monday. And the FMCSA announced yesterday that they're making some oh, changes. Those acronyms again. Yeah, the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, nice. the DOT, basically has said that they're making some changes to the hours of service rules, HOS rules. So, what kind of rule changes are we talking about? They uh, will will list them out sometime on on a Facebook post. We're kind of already working on that, but there's several changes. There's five changes. And for the first time, I think ever, for the most part, looking at them initially, they look like they're all favorable to the truck driver. So when they can take, when and how they can take their 30 minute breaks, one of them, um, they're going to, the, the 10 hour sleeper berth, they're going to let you split it up even more so that you can take a, a seven hour break at one point and then go drive a little bit more and then take another three hour break and break and still meet that 10 hour rule. It, it's still, in my opinion, not enough, but it's moving in the right direction. Well, that's good. All right. Yeah. Usually the, the, the rules really start to help, but I think they're starting to realize that some of the stupid rules they made a little while ago <laughs> aren't helping and they're kind of reversing them to a, a certain extent or at least changing them to a little bit more favorable. So what you're saying is the federal government is doing something that uh, truckers are actually going to like. Imagine that. Okay. All um, right. Well, I think this is something we can all get on board with. I agree. So do you have any idea when this is all going to go into effect? Is this something that's going to affect us immediately? No, it's not going to be immediately. The The whole process for making these changes is pretty lengthy. It's probably going to be, it could be months to years. They, they like to have a public comment period. So they're requesting comments right now. Once that ends, then they usually start to go into it and make, make some changes and actually publish the changes and make right. them official. Okay. All right. Um, and with these, so this fits in with the ELDs that we're talking Absolutely, about yeah, today. That, that'll change rules. kind of what, how the ELDs function a little bit because right. it'll change 
when you take breaks, how you take take breaks, and so that that'll change everything. Gotcha. So let me uh, kind of ask a basic question then about an ELD, and that is, does everybody have to use them? Is is this is this down the line mandatory for everybody out on the road? No, but very few people don't have to use them. Almost everybody does. There are a few except exemptions to the ELD rule. So for example, a guy that's a local driver that stays in a hundred mile air radius and doesn't have to use ELDs, or even if he goes out of that radius for a little while and have to use logs, as long as they're not doing it more than eight times in a 30 day period, um, they can still use just paper logs instead of electronic logs. Um, there's some exemptions for tow drivers, drive away drivers. And then also the big one, that's really the biggest exemption that, uh, I think most people fall under is if they've got a truck with a motor that is older than 2000, the year 2000, they don't have to use electronic logging devices because those trucks just don't have the computer system, um, to, to work well with an, an ELD. So what do they use instead of paper system? Paper logs, this oh. old, old fashioned old way. Yeah. Old school. As uh, so in your in your mind, do you prefer an ELD to kind of take it all, take care of it all for you? It's well, from the taking care of its side, it's really nice to have the ELD, but, uh, cause you don't have to think a whole lot about it. It just takes care of it for you. Um, but the reason, you know, some people like to use paper logs is because they can kind of fudge things a little bit more. It's, it's harder to do that with an ELD. And, uh, there's one more exception. Right? Yeah. It's kind of an exemption, kind of not an exemption. Cause what it is, is there's, uh, there's another system that's similar to an ELD, but it's called an AOBRD. Oh, gee, many Christmas. Yeah. Come on, man. I, <laughs> I thought the spreadsheets were bad. ELD is only three letters. I this know. one's like, what is that? Five letters? AOBRD. It stands for Automated Onboard Recording Device, I think. I think that's what it stands for. <laughs> that sounds right. about right. <laughs> Automatic. I've got it written down here. Automatic onboard recording device. Yeah, okay. That's that's what it is. So it's it's really similar to an ELD, but it doesn't have a lot of the same functionality. So if if somebody's starting a trucking company today, they can't even use an AORBD. AOBRD. Yeah, that one. They can't use that because they they had to have started using that back. And I think it was in, um, December of, uh, I think it was 17. And if they were using in one of those before then they can keep using it until December 16th of 2019. Oh, but at that point it's coming up at that point, everybody that is not under one of those previous exemptions I mes- uh, mentioned is going to have to switch to an ELD. Okay. And, and- so tell me, I, I, again, a basic question here. I hope you don't mind. Tell me what an ELD is. Uh, what does it look like? What does it smell like? How do you plug it in? Where you know? Do you, do you go buy one at wherever supply store? That's a good question. There's a lot of different options for that. For for the most part, you, there is a piece of hardware that comes with it, and there's a lot of different manufacturers for those pieces of hardware. And and there's a lot. There's a software component to it as well. And, and they're all different. They look different. They, they feel different, you know, just kind of like, you know, there's a million different smartphones you can buy out there. They all kind of do similar things, but they all look and feel different. Same thing with ELDs, but it's basically a, a, a little box for the most part that you plug into your computer system. It's called the ECM of the, the, the truck, which is the engine control module. Okay. You plug it into that, the computer. Yep. You plug it into that. And then it syncs with that piece of equipment 
And then it also, um, most of them will have another like screen that some of them are, are the same unit, but those are pretty rare. But for the most part, then you'll Bluetooth like a tablet or a phone to that piece that plugs into the truck. And those two items right there are what actually makes the ELD. So it kind of syncs up with your device uh, so that you can see and manage the data that's coming over from the ELD. Yeah, so the, the ELD that's part of the truck will provide that information to the software that's in the tablet or the computer that actually runs and generates the logs and, and produces everything. It Like the ELD will tell the log, okay, the engine started, um, it's driving now. This is what the mileage is right now when we cross state lines. This is the mileage right now. You know, every 60 minutes, it's, I think it's 60 minutes. Every 60 minutes, it's kind of pinging it. Okay, this is where we are right now. And mm -hmm. it just tells all that kind of stuff. And so when you were referencing in previous uh, episodes about, you know, you want to check how much an engine has idled over its uh, lifetime, this is something that would, is this how you're checking that? Um, no, not the e, it, that's what information that's in the ECM, the engine control yeah. module, but it, not all of that's going to go into so it's, the It's not like ELD. every single no, piece of just, data about your, your engine. It's just uh, what's relevant. What's to, relevant to, to logs. Yeah. So gotcha. mileage is a, is a big piece of that, whether it's turned on or turned off is a big piece of that. Um, you know, the, the, those are kind of really two of the big ones. I can't remember all of gotcha. them. There's a lot of requirements that a piece has to meet to really be in compliance with the FMCSA regulation. Well, and that brings up my next question, which was you, you compared this to smartphones. There's a lot of different smartphones out there. They all do essentially the same thing, but uh, everybody's got a different flavor, right? You, you, we all prefer one thing or another. Is that going to be the case with an ELD? And if so, how does someone go about deciding what's the right one for them? That's a, a really good question. And as I went and got decided which ELD I wanted to use, I basically considered five factors. And so that's really what we're going to talk about today. So number one is, is it compliant with the FMCSA, FMCSA ELD regulation? See, even you yeah, can't I can't, say yeah, the too many acronyms, too many letters. Then two, is it easy to use? And then three, what other features does it have? Four, how much does it cost? And five, is there any additional hardware I need to buy? Okay. So let's, uh, let's take these one by one. Then the first one is the FMCSA regulations. Uh, now, okay, I, this is my ignorance showing forth once again. Okay, we're getting pretty used to this by now. But <laughs> <laughs> let me, uh, if, I, if I'm if i out there shopping for one of these things and I think, you know, it says ELD on the box, they're not going to be able to sell it if it doesn't uh, comply with all the regulations, right? So is this really much of an issue? This idea that uh, you need something that is going to be compliant with the regulations, you know, are there actual landmines here uh, or are they all going to be compliant? You, you would, you know, that's a good question. And you would think that they would all just be compliant, but they're not, you know, and, th and that's where really where it comes down to, is it really an ELD or is it an AOBRD or is it something else? So, um, the other, uh, the other thing that some people do that they think is an actual, um, ELD that's not is they'll get a phone or a tablet that has just the ability to do a log so you can log yourself as on duty or driving or off duty. It doesn't link at all with the truck and it's just basically might use the GPS and the phone or a few other things and, and kind of be able to do a lot of what an ELD is supposed to do, but it doesn't meet the requirement. 
So yeah, in that case, it's kind of the electronic version of that paper log. And that's that's all those typically are, just yeah. an ele electronic version of a paper log. Gotcha. And that's definitely not even anywhere close to ELD compliance. So you want to stay away from those. The, the surefire way to tell if what you're looking at for an ELD is actually ELD compliant is the FMCSA has a website where they list all the ones that have been deemed certified. compliant certified oh, so nice. you can go onto that site click in the you can either they're listed alphabetically or you can go in and, in a search field and search the one that you're you're thinking about using it'll tell you if it is or not and we'll include the link to that that page on the in the show notes gotcha now the next thing you brought up is ease of use and now it, similarly is this going to be much of an issue across devices have you seen elds that are difficult yeah I've, I've used i've actually used a few different ones I've, I've only used one since i've actually been driving but i tested a few around before um we actually had a an eld company that at one point they were thinking about partnering with and and theirs was just clunky hard to use it didn't sync well it didn't connect to the bluetooth well and the, and there was just a bunch of other problems that have the software wasn't super intuitive or easy to use so so the best way to kind of figure that out is um you can go into Google and just look, search the company and look at Google reviews for that company and for their device. Um, I would talk to people that um, are using something, just see if it's something they like and, and they're happy with. And um, another thing that you can also do is most of those companies, the software side of things, so the 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 piece that really runs kind of what the paper log looks like, you mm -hmm. can usually download that app and test it and play around with it a little bit and just, you know, see without if it's, ever plugging anything into it. Right. Without actually plugging an, an, an ELD into okay. it or pairing yeah. it with an ELD. And so you can test it and see if it, Hey, yeah, I can figure this out. I can see how to change my duty status. It's simple to use. And that's a good way to test it. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought of that. Okay. So let's move on to number three. Then uh, you talked about additional features. Uh, so these things do more than just log your data. Yeah, there, there's some, a lot of them will have a diff, additional things that they can do. Like for instance, some of them will have a dash cam feature. So, you know, the dash cams are becoming more and more popular. If I, we may have talked about this in the past, but you know, nationwide, 80% of the accidents that are caused by, or that commercial vehicles are, are part of or involved in are caused by non-commercial vehicles. So the four wheelers out there that are you know, driving around are the ones causing most of those CMV accidents. So it's becoming more and more popular to have a dash cam in your truck. Kind that of a COA kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, exactly. It, it sees what's going on. And, you know, it, instead of it just being a he said, she said that the, the car in front of me cut me off or clipped my bumper or did an illegal lane change that caused the accident. Now you've got dash cam video that proves you were doing the right thing and they weren't. Nice. Yeah, I've got a uh, the only wreck I've ever been in, Chris was one of those. Yeah. You want me to tell you about it? Yeah, go for it. Quick story. Uh, yeah, I'm driving on the right lane in the freeway and uh, it's rush hour traffic. Uh, we're all going about, I don't know, 55 or so, uh, but it's packed. And some idiot in a little yellow sports car pulled in front of a cement truck and saw he was running out of road, so he slammed on his brakes. Cement truck slams on his and then the, uh, the double trailer Coke truck behind him slams into the back of that thing and ricochets off into me and i was driving a county vehicle at the time <laughs> and uh yeah it's pretty terrifying to see a giant uh, double trailer coming right at you yeah that, 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 that that's not something you want to see but, in that, your but mirror. the idiot in the yellow sports car he didn't even notice he just kept on going didn't that's even realize crazy. something that happened behind him uh, so 
I, I feel that frustration at the very least. My, my only at-fault accident, technically at-fault accident that I had when I was a kid, I was actually 19 years old, 18, 19 when it happened, was I was sitting at a traffic light in the left-hand turn lane waiting to turn left. The light turned yellow, then it turned red. I turned left, a guy runs, runs a red light and hits me. Well, we couldn't prove that the light was red when he oh, went really? through. And so, so a dash cam were... probably would have saved me if yeah. I... If, if that would have happened. But what? anyway, so dash cams are, are something that some of the ELD um, providers at this point will provide in addition to it. But the one that I think is the most important is actually IFTA, um, the ability to generate IFTA reports from your ELD system. It makes IFTA, the fuel tax um, reporting they have to do every quarter 10 times easier because you basically just print off a report that shows this is how many miles I drove in each state and, and you're good to go. And you know what it saves you from? More manual logs? Complicated um, spreadsheets. Oh, you, you, don't have to, you don't have to use your spreadsheets to figure out how many miles you've driven in now each state. Now you're speaking it's my just, language, Chris. I, I, I thought you'd probably like that. <laughs> uh, all right. Now, as for number four, you have listed the cost of these devices but this one, I, I would have thought this would be closer to number one, Chris, but you know, I'm always worried about cost, but tell me a little bit more about the range that we'd be looking at here. And, I, and I'm pretty, I'm pretty um, cost, consci cost conscientious as well, but it, a lot of the ELDs in, in all reality, the, the pricing is pretty similar from one to the next, especially when you get into that owner operator realm and, and you're, you're buying one instead of buying some for a, a whole fleet. The, the pricing is, is pretty similar. So that's why one of the big reasons I put it down so low. And two, I think a lot of those features that I talked about for, for before are, are more important than price, you know, especially when you come to consider that, that the prices really aren't that different, but the features can be, and, and the features are a little more, more important in my, in my opinion. The, the big thing with price that you want to make sure of is that you're comparing apples to apples and not apples to oranges. So you take, for example, one of the big differences in costs is some of the ELD providers won't charge you for that piece of hardware that you need. It's just kind of included in the month-to-month uh, -month price. You just you you sign up for a whole year's worth, which most of them will require. You sign up for a whole year's worth, so you get that piece of um, hardware for free, or it's included in that. Then you know the other thing that you need to keep in mind is that if it doesn't include that hardware, how much does that initial piece of hardware cost? And do you in the long run save a little bit more money because you get a lower monthly subscription service? So you just want to make sure you're comparing a, you know, the two, the total cost of the monthly service plus hardware, if you have to pay for it, or, you know, if it doesn't, you know, just comparing similar products and services. Right. I didn't realize there was a monthly cost involved as well. That hurts. Yeah, there is. There's so the I assume upfront cost for the hardware and then ongoing for the software to make it work. Yeah, something yep. like that. So some of them you have to pay that up that hardware upfront. Some of them you don't. So like the one that I bought, I I had to pay for a full year's worth of subscription, but I didn't have to pay for the hardware. Gotcha. Other ones you may have to pay for the hardware and you still pay the monthly ongoing service fee, but it might be a little bit lower. So what sort of cost are we looking at here then? If it, can you give me a ballpark on what one of these things would run? Yeah, so I, I paid for a whole year's worth up front, plus I paid for the if the service as well, and it was roughly um, just under four hundred bucks if I remember right. Gotcha. Was this involved in that spreadsheet with the pre, yeah? So the, 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 the pre operational cost. Costs? Yep, it shows it shows in there exactly what it was. It was just under four hundred bucks. Okay. All right. Very good. 
Uh, now, the last thing on this list, number five, do I need to buy additional hardware? So I assume this would be something along the lines of uh, if you've got something that is compatible with a dash cam, uh, you got to buy a dash cam yeah. if you want that to work. So, yeah. So in this situation, you've got the, every ELD is going to typically have two pieces of hardware. It's got the piece that you plug into the truck, and then it's got the screen and the computing system that it runs all that off of. So most owner operators are going to buy a system that is those two separate pieces. And like we just said, a lot of the times that hardware piece that plugs into the truck is included into the service, but then you have to have, you know, typically most guys will either use a phone or a, like a smartphone or a tablet that you can download, you know, that ELD providers app onto, and then it Bluetooth and integrates with the the plug-in hardware and, and, and everything works. So in my situation, I bought a separate tablet because I didn't want to be using my phone. One of the issues with if you're using your phone as the the, the system is then your phone, um, it's harder to take phone calls with, You know, it's harder to use your Bluetooth. And then every time you're getting in and out of the truck, it has to sync or, or reconnect, disconnect. And it just, I think you can buy tablets pretty cheap or maybe even have an old phone that you're not using anymore that you can just um, use that. Right. Well, very good. Okay. So five things to look out for when you're purchasing one. I do want to come back to the compliance thing and just make sure that I've got this one drilled into my head. How, how am I going to know that it's compliant? If it says, you know, you were kind of talking about the difference between the ELD and the whatever, AO something, I don't know. AOBRD. BRD. Uh, so you were talking about the difference between those. So essentially if, if I know that it is labeled as an ELD, does that tell me it's compliant or is there more that goes into checking I, that? I would still go onto the FMCSA oh, website right. and and make sure. because that that, that that system is on there. Yep. And if it's on there, it, it shows the maker of the system and the model. So as long as that maker and model are on there, you're good to go. It's, it's kind of interesting because on that same website, you can also see ones that the FMCSA has revoked the the certification. Gotcha. So make, make sure it's on there. Now, uh, I, I, I'm going to add a sixth one, something to look out for, Chris. Uh, if I am less than wonderfully mechanically minded, are these things difficult to install? You said you'd put it, plug it into the computer uh, or whatever we call the computer on the, the truck. The ECM. <laughs> the yep. ECM. Engine, engine control module. Yeah. So you plug it into there. Is, is there much else involved with installing these? Is that something you got to watch out for? It can be a little bit. It's it's really not that hard. Um, one thing that I would recommend now that you mention is you go onto YouTube and and a lot of the times the the manufacturer will have a, a YouTube video that shows you how to install it. Some of them are as simple as the the module that you plug it into is the same module that when they want to run a diagnostic test on your truck that they plug it into, and so uh, most of the time it's really accessible. And you can just plug it in there, but then a lot of times, then you've got cords hanging out all over the place, and and it, and then if you want to have your engine test, you have to unplug it and plug something else in, and it just becomes cumbersome. A lot of them you can, you know, kind of take your dash apart pretty easily, and and do some plug-in behind the scenes, keep all the wires and everything tucked up inside of the dash, and then you, know, you there's a kind of a Y cable that you, then then you can plug into the normal. ECM outlet and then you so you can still plug a computer if somebody's it's doing a diagnostic like a th- a through system yeah yep. yeah so you can still use the diagnostic port and have your um, ELD working at the same time Chris, Chris you sound like somebody who likes things neat 
Do you like things? I'm neat? OCD. Yeah, you. I, <laughs> I I go buy like the stickers that you can plug. In, you know, that has a little plastic holder so you can yeah. run your wires in through those. Yeah, you should see. I should show you in the truck. It's uh, I am a little OCD when it comes to cable management. <laughs> I'm just thinking uh, if people could see the studio that we record in, this must just stress you out. <laughs> no, this place is I don't mind when other people are chaotic, but when my, my stuff's got to be <laughs> neat and orderly. Well, very good. And yours isn't really that bad. It's, you do a pretty decent job. It's not too bad. You, it's just you, colorful. Lots of color. You have a lot of cables. I, it's not particularly easy to manage that many cables. That's a lot of cables. Yeah. Try audio and video sometimes, ladies and gentlemen. That'll uh, put your trucks to shame. Yes. Uh, okay. So what else do we want to talk about? Uh, well, with installation. Okay. Uh, so hopefully what? not too bad. But this this brings in that toolbox you mentioned earlier. Yeah, hopefully you got your you toolbox, have your toolbox your, to be able to do that. Uh, ready to go. At least a screwdriver. <laughs> so so maybe not a whole box. Not a whole box. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> you don't need you don't need too many tools. So anything else with ELDs that we want to go well, over? One more thing you need to keep in mind too is the internet connection. A lot of the ELDs you'll need to be able to. Well, you, all of them you have to be able to connect it to the internet at some point. And most of them work best if they're constantly connected. So. You can, even if you use a tablet, you can have that tablet and use your phone like a hotspot for that internet connection or at a bare minimum, you know, every time you go somewhere where you can access Wi-Fi, you you need to be able to have that tablet hit Wi-Fi so it can download all the information into the system and, you know, it saves the logs and sends the logs to, you know, if, if, if you've got a driver, it'll send the driver's logs to, you know, the, the mothership and make sure they have that information. Very on file too. Yeah, no, that all makes sense. So I, I, I got to be honest. I'm, I feel like all of my questions on the subject are answered. Uh, are, is there anything else that we're missing that you feel like we need to go over when it comes to ELDs? I think that about covers it. Well, good. That's uh, another fairly short episode. This isn't something that's probably too complex, but it's something you want to get that that list, yeah, that checklist in mind, right? If you're out there hunting for an ELD, uh, those five items that you mentioned are going to be important to understand as somebody's out there looking for a, a new system, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's not, it's not super complicated, but you, you, it's definitely something you got to have. The last thing you want to be doing is pulling into a port and the officer saying, okay, we're going to do a, do an inspection, a level one or a level three inspection. And, and all of a sudden you don't have an ELD and that'll get you in trouble pretty quick. For sure. All right. Well, so much for the pre-operational chatter Next week, we're going to be getting into my favorite, some spreadsheets, P&L. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, so, you know, uh, P&L, your profit and loss, and maybe some other operational issues as you get started with the business. So I'm actually, believe it or not, Chris, I'm looking forward to that. I'm interested to hear how the business is doing and dig into those numbers a little bit. It'll, it'll, it'll be a fun episode. I'm pretty excited to be able to like show people what's actually happened. Yeah, for sure. Well, I hope people stick around for that. So episode 17, we're going to get into that. Uh, please do subscribe. Make sure you go to the Facebook page and uh, check us out there. Hit us up if you have any questions that you would like us to answer here on the podcast. And don't forget about the contests that we run there, including hunting down Chris's truck and shooting a photo of that uh, send that to us wherever you find him around the country what's your next route chris um i don't have a load yet i'm hoping to be able to leave tomorrow okay yeah, right. i need to get back on the road it's been it's been a little bit of time we'll leave it mysterious then yeah so find, yeah find chris somewhere find me somewhere yeah. all right sounds good i'll see you then okay see you Craig. thanks